Welcome back inside our Huskers Radio Network Broadcast Center. It's sponsored by Acres, the Midwest premier John Deere dealer, supplying the equipment and service to advance agriculture and much more Acres solutions for every field. Well, as we mentioned in the opening segment of the show, a lot of talk today about the schedule finally dropping for for the Big Ten football in 2024-2025. No dates or times or anything like that has come out, but at least we know who's going to be on the schedule. And, boy, it's only 14, 15 months away before those two Los Angeles schools come into the Big Ten and UCLA and USC. And uh, Athletic Director Trev Albert's kind enough to join us. It's a very busy day, not even in Lincoln right now, but t- took time out of his busy schedule to join us for a few <laughs> minutes. Trev, great to have you with us here tonight. This has been highly anticipated. I know on your monthly show we've talked about this for about probably the last six months. When's this going to come, finally come down? I know it's probably been through hundreds, maybe thousands of iterations to get to what we saw here today. Well, thank you, Greg. Uh, nice to nice to be with you. But you're right. Yeah, obviously uh, a lot of work, um, months and months and months, months of meetings. Um, you know, anytime you have uh, a 16-team league and you play nine conference games, there's going to be variations. There's going to be, you know, nuance to the scheduling. And, you know, the, the real key to a scheduling uh, philosophy and concept is, is it has to be consistent over time. You know, you, you, you can't look at a schedule in the vacuum or silo of one year. Um, when, when you're not playing everybody in a true round robin, you know, ultimately what ends up happening is you have to go through several years to have things kind of even out. Uh, so this was a an interesting and long process that um, obviously included uh, former commissioner Kevin Warren. It's included Tony Petiti and all the athletic directors. And uh, I think the one thing you will acknowledge is when you look at everybody's schedule in the Big Ten, the reality is the Big Ten is uh, a very difficult conference. Every single Saturday you're going to have an opportunity to win games or lose games. And um, that's why I'm so pleased to have Coach Rule as our coach. Uh, attention to detail and fundamentals are going to be critically important as we try to navigate through these types of schedules every year. Trev, a lot of, a lot of talk about the protected rivalries, and I know a high on the list would have been to keep the Iowa one, and it looks like that has definitely happened. Take me through that. Where Did you submit more than just Iowa? And obviously I'm sure you're delighted that the Iowa game is protected. Yeah, absolutely. Gary and I talked uh, uh, in, immediately and, and, and both agreed that the Iowa-Nebraska rivalry needed to, to continue. And so ultimately, Greg, what the process was is, is we were asked by the league, and this was all independent, is if you protected one game, who would you select? And obviously for us, you know, it was Iowa. And then it was if you wanted to protect two games, who would you select? And... Um, you know, I submitted um, Iowa and Wisconsin. And then if you want to select three protected games, who would you select? And obviously, geographically for me, Minnesota made a lot of sense. But then all of a sudden, a little gamesmanship started happening. You know, you can imagine, well, hey, well, if we could submit protected games, you know, maybe we should just select the three teams that have been the least successful over the last five to ten years in the Big Ten and protect them. So, Obviously, that wasn't going to work. And so, ultimately, you know, as all of these other teams submitted who their protected rivals were, you know, sometimes you submit a protected rival and that school doesn't submit you as a protected rival. So there's nuance there. And ultimately, the Big Ten had to go through, look at all of these requests from the institutions, 
look at our scheduling philosophy, look at competitive excellence over the past few years, look at geography, look at the integration of USC and UCLA, travel, student-athlete experience. There's a long laundry list. I think the, the Big Ten included with the release. And ultimately, um, a schedule was created. And um, so it was also, you know, Iowa is protected for us. But in 24 and 25, uh, Minnesota and UCLA will be part of that. We did not release as part of this. But I know who in 25 um, and 26 who the other two are other than Iowa. So you just have to let these schedules sort of even out over time. We have to be consistent in its application in order for it to be equitable and fair. Uh, but I think the Big Ten uh, did a very good job. There, uh, there was nothing nefarious about the intent. It was very transparent. And uh, um, at the bottom line, again, is uh, if you're going to be a member of the Big Ten Conference, buckle up. We're going to have difficult games every Saturday. And, Travis, I look at the list. Not everybody had a protected game, right? Not every school got at least one that they know they're going to play every year. Well, that's exactly right. And, and you know, we talked about this a little bit in that anytime there's a different application from school to school, it's very natural for either fans or even the media to jump to a conclusion that maybe somebody has an advantage or maybe there's some sort of conspiracy around. You know, none of that was true. The Big Ten had to take all this information. I don't think Penn State has a protected rival. No. Um, and so... You know, you can look at these things a lot of different ways. Again, it's it's really hard, Greg, to take a look at where a team is today and make a projection about where they're going to be in four years. You know, I, Greg, I don't know. Somebody might have subjected Nebraska as a uh, protected rival because of what our record's been the last four or five years. I'd like to think, you know, maybe Nebraska's record and, and competitiveness looks a little bit different several years from now under Coach Rule. So, you know, scheduling's important, obviously, um, but without, you know, everybody playing everybody, uh, you're going to have some variations to the schedule that have to even out over time. Uh, and I think the more transparency you can have around uh, around how Big Ten came to its scheduling decision is good. And I think they've tried really hard internally and externally to communicate that more broadly. Well, I, I, I definitely think Husker fans are certainly glad to see that Iowa is going to stay on there, and, and hopefully in that Black Friday window, I think you'll probably fight for that as well. Since we had you on for your show just a couple of weeks ago, we did get some kickoff times for this far. Are you happy with, with some of those kickoff windows that we've seen so far? Yeah, I really am. You know, we talked a little bit about having that national exposure, and, and uh, you look at look at what's already been released. I mean, it's pretty exciting. Um, you know, I recognize that the start time out in Boulder is going to be a little bit early, but, you know, linear linear television, uh, you know, Fox, big noon kickoff. Um, I think that CBS window uh, against Iowa is going to be really special. Um, you know, I think that dedicated window and space on linear TV is, is a powerful way to, to get our brand out. At the end of the day, you know, we've got to win these games. Um, that's what we've built our brand on. We've played primetime games. We've played, you know, creative games. But we were successful more than we were unsuccessful. And so that, that's what we got to get back to. And uh, But uh, I'm excited about um, the amount of television exposure that Coach Rule and our student-athletes are going to get. And uh, our job is to hold up our end of the deal. 
One one thing, one of your cohorts, Gene Smith at Ohio State, made some noise a couple of days ago, Trev, saying that uh, he does not want to play any home games at night after the first weekend in November. Are you along the lines of that, or are you willing to play anytime, anywhere with the Huskers? No, no. We, uh, you know, I, I raised my hand that uh, I, I think, you know, I think Nebraska, we, we love primetime games. Uh, I had the privilege of playing in, some of them um, that just, you know, I mean, it's the most remarkable student-athlete experience. I, I know the kind of commitment that NBC and CBS and our television partners are making to, uh, you know, really show the Big Ten conference in an elite way. You look at what the NBC does for the NFL. I mean, it's literally a mini Super Bowl each Sunday night. And, you know, we've been promised that same level of production and focus. And so, you know, for me, Getting an opportunity to play in prime time is, is important. Secondly, you know we, we, we've got fans and we've got student athletes that uh, are used to this type of weather. And I, as a student athlete, and others, we had to go travel down and play in others' environments that weren't comfortable. I'd, I'd love to get some of our opponents that perhaps don't typically compete in our type of environment in our environment. It's part of uh, an advantage, farmer in me, Greg. But if it's 33 <laughs> degrees. At three o'clock, it's cold all day. So let's play some football, and um, and play it at, in a in a prime time window that uh, uh, that really shows off our brand. Certainly understand, you know, Gene's perspective and and respect other athletic directors, but um, I think when other schools see how powerful this prime time and this you know day of Saturday is on network television. We're, we're going to realize just how important this television deal will be for our future, not only monetarily, but as we continue to grow, grow our brand. I, I've long thought that that exclusive CBS window at 3.30 Eastern was one of the primary factors that helped build the SEC. Um, it was awesome for the SEC. And so now we get the privilege of having that window at the Big Ten, and I'm excited to see what it does for all of the member institutions. Gonna be fantastic. CBS will be here for that Iowa game on Black Friday. Last thing for you, the two new additions. We're gonna see them both in the first two years. That's kind of neat, right? To be able to be able to play both UCLA and USC in the first two years of their existence in the league. Yeah, I mean, I think it's gonna be great. Obviously, we've had a, a history of, of playing UCLA. I had the privilege of playing out there in 1993. USC a little bit different. I think there's only been two times we've played. Um, USC out in California, but again, that's the reality. Is Greg that was probably part of of, of the Big Ten's process? I mean, you got to recognize, other than each other, Nebraska is the closest game for either of those two schools. I mean, think about that. Uh, so uh, that's part of the geographic piece that probably went in. And. Um, but I, I think it's a great opportunity for us. I know we have a ton of Nebraskans in California. I think it'll be important as we continue building our brand nationally. We've always recruited nationally. We've, you know, we've been able to recruit tremendous players out of the state of California. So um, I think it's a, I think it's a great thing, and um, we'll uh, we'll look forward to getting out there and playing those two great brands. You won that game, by the way, 14-13 in Pasadena in 93. I remember, I think it was a one-point game. Yeah. Yeah, we did, Greg. It was um, it was a good football game. We, we didn't play real well. Um, I think we ended up with three or four fumbles in that game. It just was one of those games where uh, 
We had a little difficulty hanging on the ball. I think we missed a field goal, but we snuck out of there with a win. And I'll never forget that game. The, I played against the left tackle. He was six foot eight, three hundred and ten pounds, and he was only a sophomore. And uh, I thought at the end of the game, wow, that that guy's got a chance. He's a pretty, he's going to be a good player. Well, that was Jonathan Ogden, oh, who probably uh, was one of the greatest NFL left tackles in history. And fortunately for me, I got to play against him when he was still a young pup. But uh, great players, a great environment, and I just remember fifteen to twenty thousand people dressed in red at UCLA's home game. It was remarkable and a tremendous experience for me as a student athlete. Well, and the Husker quarterback in that game, I'm bringing this full circle here, was Tommy Frazier, who we talked to last night on the program. It was announced yesterday, a part of the Hall of Fame class in the fall. Uh, Well-deserved honor for the the quarterback of at least one of the teams you played on here in Nebraska. Well, I had the same reaction (laughs) when uh, our team came to me and said, hey, here's the list of... Uh, these, you know, Hall of Famers, uh, are you okay with this? And I said, hold on, Tommy Frazier's not in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, and, and, and it's not just Tommy Frazier, Laurie Endicott. You know, I mean, you look at the list of folks, uh, Gary Pepin. I mean, this is, this is sort of a who's who this year going into the Hall of Fame. But I think it's indicative of all the great players and coaches that have come through the University of Nebraska. And uh, it's going to be a real honor to induct them. I had a chance to and make him aware on the phone. And uh, I'll tell you, you know, here's a guy that's in a lot of Hall of Fames and awards, but you can still tell, still tell it's uh, very meaningful to him, and and um, he loved his days as a Husker. And, and so we'll, we'll look forward to honoring all of those past players and coaches and uh, having a special time with them in Lincoln. Fantastic. Trev, we appreciate it. Thank you so much for, uh, for joining us for a few minutes. I know you've had a really busy day today, but a, a big day for the program and for all the fans to finally see what, what, what we're up against in 2024 and 2025. Thank you so much. Thank you, Greg. Have a great night. There he is, Husker Athletic Director Trev Alberts joining us on our Sports Alley Hotline brought to you by Woodhouse, where you can shop your way from one of the 16 convenient locations or online at woodhouse.com anytime. They've got 18 brands and a huge selection of pre-owned that you can always find what you are looking for with Woodhouse.